Welcome to Activations with JJ, Ascension Diaries, Part 6. Hello, my friends. I'm so glad to have you here to follow along my journey of Ascension in this sixth part of the Ascension Diaries series that I created. And whether you're listening on my podcast or my YouTube channel, I'm so happy to have you here. If you happen to be listening on my YouTube channel, as always, I'd like to encourage you to leave your comments regarding what you've experienced. And you can also connect with me on my email, activationswithjj at gmail.com or on Instagram at activationswithjj. One of the reasons I decided to create this series was so that you didn't feel so alone in what you're experiencing. And so I didn't feel so alone in what I'm experiencing because I know there are other people out there who are going through the same thing that I am. And I don't always get to talk about this in my everyday life as I'm sure you don't get to talk about this in your everyday lives because not everybody's walking around talking with aliens and uh, things you can't see with your eyes. So again, I just really appreciate you being here. Today, I have a fun and exciting topic to bring up, and that is my experiences with interdimensionals. So just to set the scene here, uh, I definitely didn't think much about interdimensionals up until about, ooh, it's been about two years maybe. I think really, and I'll say this over and over again, the Dolores Cannon books are what propelled me into considering the, not the existence, but just the detailed connection that we have with interdimensionals. Up until that time, I definitely thought the universe was way so big, you know, that there had to be lots of other life on the universe. I just didn't necessarily consider what those beings were. And I didn't delve too deep into it because sometimes I kind of got creeped out by stories. And Dolores Cannon talks about this a lot. She says that what can happen when somebody is describing an experience with interdimensionals that's happened, if they're not accessing their, what she calls their subconscious or their, um, like their higher self, they often do so from a place of fear. And so you've probably possibly heard stories uh, relayed by people who have memories of being abducted by aliens. And usually if somebody has those stories, they're scary. They, you don't understand why they went through it. It sounds like they didn't, you know, that they were forced into it. When Dolores Cannon brings up the alien abductions, she mentions how it was all part of an agreement. And actually many of those people, it's their alien families that are uh, bringing them up in their ships and that they agreed to sort of Uh, be like a test subject here on this planet to know and understand how the conditions of this planet are affecting their DNA and their bodies. In addition, uh, a lot of my knowledge about interdimensionals has been on the lovely internet. We live in a time where knowledge is opening up to everyone. It's not being kept as a secret as it has in the past. Not even a secret, but just guarded or only held by certain people. Everyone has access to it, and the literacy rate on the planet is very high compared to other time periods, at least in the recent history of this planet. And so that has really assisted me too. I do come from quite a conservative religious background, as many of you probably have, 
because that's just how it is on our planet. We're entering an age where people are finding their own spirituality. They're opening up to other beliefs and some of what they're, they've been in, you know, taught or indoctrinated with doesn't resonate with them anymore. And so just to go back to this simple story of Adam and Eve, I remember that I had started reading some work. It was just, a, it was honestly a website from another channel, a person who channeled. They didn't necessarily call it channeling because they were religious. And I think religious people oftentimes reject that name channeling because it sounds creepy to them. They'll often say like they see visions or, you know, angels will teach them whatever it is. So this person was uh, kind of asked God to see the actual story of Adam and Eve. And what he was shown was uh, some basically interdimensionals come here on in like a little pod, like a little spaceship. And they, and they seeded the planet is really how it, how he described it. That was like my first experience understanding or reading about the possibility that this planet was seeded by another race that already existed on another planet. Even though I think I should have probably realized that before, I just didn't think about it. And in the Bible, there are lots of descriptions of other races that I believe were aliens. We just didn't talk about it like that. And so from a religious background, you're like, well, but what does that really mean? So then uh, I've read, all you have to do is look up like aliens in the Bible and Google that, and you'll see all kinds of theories. Now, what you see on the internet is definitely theories. I will use that word. What I have is theories. What anybody have is theories, has is theories. It's just our opinion. And as I've taught you many, many times, you do not have to take what I say as the truth. You can go and find out for yourself, figure out what resonates with you, or just add it to your collection of ideas of what could be. Um, it, it can be a spectrum of you know, knowledge really is what it is. And so as I've read up, again, consuming lots of this information from many, many different sources, it really was a stage in my learning. And I have decreased the amount of time I spend consuming information about different races. And I've increased the amount of time I spend actually just connecting with them personally and channeling. Now, you may be in a phase of life where you're simply consuming those things. And I talked about this in another episode, and that's completely fine. You need that, I think, to lay the, the groundwork for, to be able to verbalize what it is you're bringing through. Like some of the races I've brought through, I might not be able to identify with words that would be familiar to you unless I had read some of these books. And I had learned of some of these different names, particularly Sal Rochelle is one who, and I've linked his books in, in previous episodes. I think the last episode I did, I linked his books, but he goes into great detail and about his, his guide was really particular and detailed about the different races and where they came from. And I think Sal Rochelle was curious. So he asked a lot of that. So just my personal experiences with interdimensionals. Um, it takes me back a little ways. I do remember 
and I talked about this in the last episode too, I do remember hearing uh, Bashar be channeled and I thought in my mind, hmm, well, I guess aliens aren't that scary. And so then I just decided to channel Bashar with a friend. And I did this. This wasn't like a recording I did. I literally just did this when I was talking to my friend. I was like, okay, I'm going to be Bashar. And she would ask me the questions. And it didn't feel weird to me at all. And so then I kind of just opened my eyes to the fact that I could pretty much connect with anything that I wanted to. And I start, I, as I read up about them, I'd, I'd feel differently. Things I'd be drawn to different things. Uh, Trisha Carr, who I also referred to in the last episode, she works a lot with the Pleiadians. And so that was one that came up first. That felt like a very familiar energy to me. And of course, as you read about these different star families, they're named after stars. I'm sure they don't call themselves the Pleiadians. I don't know. At least I think they don't. I'm sure they have their own name for themselves, but that's what we call them. And they're from that star uh, in that area too of stars. They're not just always on that particular star, but they, they talk about how, you know, they've seeded other planets too, you know, that their race exists on other planets. As far as experiences I've had in the 3D with aliens, because <laughs> I'll talk about the experiences I've had not in the 3D with aliens, but right now I'm going to talk about the experiences I've had in the 3D with aliens. One stands out in my mind in particular. I don't think I've ever, like, at least remember even being abducted, although um, there was a time, oh, I'll tell that story after this. Anyhow, this story has to do with something that happened to me last year. There was a huge storm where I live and there was a power outage. And my family, we all walked outside onto our doorstep. If I remember right, this happened close to the 4th of July, which in the United States, we have a lot of fireworks at that time. And I don't remember for sure, but for some reason, I remember thinking that. Now, there weren't fireworks that night. There weren't. But we looked up to the sky and we were just looking at the stars because, of course, when there's a power outage, the stars become much brighter because it doesn't have that light pollution. And as we looked up, we saw what seemed to be a light moving kind of erratically. And, of course, your first thought is, oh, that's got to be, that's an airplane of some kind. But after looking at it, we're like, no, that's not an airplane because it's not moving like an airplane. It doesn't have the right lights like an airplane. Usually it's just a red light. And then... Uh, you know, the way it was moving and the distance it was moving, we thought it might be a drone. And all of us were, you know, having our opinions on what it was. And I, um, there were kids that were young there and there were older people there. So we were all kind of giving our opinion. And, and so, of course, like, oh, it's a drone. And as we saw it moving, we're like, that can't be a drone. Drones move, uh, drones move, you know, in a, in a closer quarters. They can't go so far. It was going really far across the sky. And then it was changing colors. So it was changing colors from, you know, blue, you know, red to blue. I can't even remember all the colors it was changing, but it was changing colors a lot. And I was asking one of my family members, I was like, can drones do that? Cause I don't even, I don't even know what drones can do. And they were like, no, I, I don't think drones do that. They just have one color. And I was like, well, either somebody's messing with us and this drone is looking like a, a spaceship or this is actually a spaceship. And I sat there and because I'm really open about it with my family and I 
I want to encourage them not to be afraid of these things and to open their minds to these things. Then I was like, you know what? I, I think that's really a spaceship. So I kind of asked my guides and really what I got was, yes, it was their way of acknowledging that, that they're there. They're always there. Here's the deal. They're always there. They oftentimes cloak themselves. So they were uncloaked for us. I don't know if it was just our eyes that were uncloaked or if they were uncloaked at that time. And um, it was just such a synchronicity with that power outage, us walking outside and seeing it so clearly. And this lasted a couple minutes. That's what was so crazy because we were trying to tell if, if it was a drone, where it was coming from, where the person was driving it from. And when it disappeared, it did not go back to the place it came from like a drone usually would because we sat and watched it thinking, okay, the battery's going to run out. You know, we're going to see it land again if it's a drone and it never did. So it was a pretty, pretty cool experience. If you've never seen a spaceship or had an experience like that, don't worry. Don't think that they don't exist just because you hadn't seen them with your physical eyes. I know lots of really uh, people who are really connected with them have never seen them in the physical or at least known that they've seen them in the physical. Other times that I've been told, and I've had to ask because it's not obvious to me, but I just get this impression that they're there, is uh, there are certain clouds where I feel like I've seen them and that I, I get told in my mind that's that's a spaceship, but it just looks like a cloud because they're concealing themselves. I was just listening to Cryon, who did this amazing, amazing channeled message all about how there are different races out there and that there are reasons why that they haven't connected with us because scientists will say, well, if they were, then they would have connected with us. And Crown's like, well, no, if a spaceship went and landed on the front lawn of the White House right now to send emissaries to greet us or to talk with us, they would be, de they would be destroyed. <laughs> we're still a very warlike, uh, barbarian world to the rest of the galaxy and they're not wanting to connect with us yet. And they do that on purpose. And so it's funny because, again, if they're around, they're hiding. They're not making it super obvious. Now, not all of them are hiding because you've probably seen with the you know invention of, of cell phones and everybody's got a camera right there. There's sometimes a, a, they sometimes appear and people will catch that on camera. And I'm like I said, I'm sure you've seen that. But uh, to go back to one of the other stories that I that I was mentioning to you that I that I didn't want to veer off and, and not talk about, but some of them I was going to talk about have to do with like physical experiences I've had, not necessarily like abduction, but where I will have interdimensionals be doing assisting me in physical changes. Now, this is related to the Pleiadian energy calibrations I'm currently publishing and currently putting out. I personally have had, um, it's so hard to just describe, but like medical procedures done where I feel like they're working on me with their devices that are energetic in nature. And it's been more than one time and more than one race that I have allowed to do this. They always feel benevolent. Um, and I was in I was in a channeling session with a friend. We were both channeling. And I have these two scars um, on my body that are in a similar place, but on the opposite side of my body. 
And they happened when I was little. These uh, injuries happened when I was little. I got the message that I, I got injured so that they could implant some things into me and it wouldn't be obvious because they needed to, it needed to be intrusive. And they don't usually need to be intrusive, but sometimes they do. And so sometimes little bumps on your skin or things that you'll just brush off, you may ask about those. I'm not saying that they're doing this to you because they don't do this without your you know, consent. But when I asked about it, it was like, oh yeah, this is all part of you coming to this planet. Like we needed you to have these devices implanted because what you're doing, you know, in my, just from listening or reading to Dolores Cannon, because I haven't asked them in a lot of detail what exactly they were for. They have to do with us sending messages to them and them collecting data about this planet so that they can help this planet. It's, it's always so they can help this planet or so they can help other planets. It's always for the greater good of the universe and of humankind and of all races when they do this research. It's a lot of research that they do. So that's just kind of some interesting stories about my interactions with interdimensionals. Again, when you open up some a discussion like this, usually it gets really interesting very fast. <laughs> and I love to hear your comments in, in the YouTube channel, uh, down there in the YouTube channel comment section. In addition, I want to mention that I'm planning on doing these uh, Zoom, live Zoom sort of kind of workshops or gatherings. We just call them gatherings. And they'll have lots of different purposes. Some of them I'm actually going to be doing a new modality that I have been channeling and I haven't actually put out there yet. I've never even mentioned it hardly at all. I don't think I've mentioned it at all on my podcast or YouTube channel. I'm really excited to present that. But it is something that you can, I have like a little list of people who are interested in that. If you would like me to send you more information, if you can just reach out via email, activationswithjj at gmail.com. I cannot tell you how many people have come to me saying that they feel like it's time to gather. Like their guides are like, okay, it's time to find your community. It's time to gather. And I've always, again, been kind of like that lone ship on my own, not really around anybody who believes the same that I do. And they're also telling me it's time for you, JJ, to connect with people and to create these spaces where you can all collectively have experiences. So I'm really, really excited to start to do those in the beginning of September is when I plan on rolling those out. So please reach out. I'd love to hear from you. No matter what, I would love to hear from you. I just love connecting with my soul family, and I believe that's what we're gathering here. You're, you and I are resonating at a similar place where we wouldn't be here together. We wouldn't be co-creating this. As always, I just want to leave you with the message that I truly believe so deeply, and that is the divinity within me honors the divinity within you. Namaste. Namaste.